Quakes, we had to jump right back on the pod horse this week immediately. Like, we, you know, I don't mind doing early in the week, but typically we tend to do a little bit later in the week. But game one of the Stanley Cup final was just so flyperbole-tastic, flyptastic, if you will, that I couldn't help but jump right back on. Unbelievable opening to the Stanley Cup final as far as our brand is concerned. That was the most fly purpley night I think I've exper- I think I've experienced since being a member of Fly Purpley. The only thing the only things missing were Fred Durst, <laughs> Guy Fieri, and maybe Cole Beasley, but you know, we never miss Cole Beasley. I was waiting for, for Guy Fieri to just show up. It wouldn't have been out of place. It wouldn't have been. Like everything was lining up for him to be there. And like he wasn't, but I mean, it's Las Vegas. He goes there all the time with restaurants and stuff for, what is it? Di- dry, uh, d- diners, drive-ins, diners. And d- dives. Drive-ins yeah. and dives. You have to say it slowly yeah. or else your brain will try to have all the dry words. Yes. But yes. I was like waiting for him to just show up on the TV screen. But like, <laughs> of course. Baby, let's go to Flavortown. Everyone was there, Steve. It was unbelievable. So the first sighting of Flight... Well, let's actually start with the presentation. And we talked about this, I mean, by we, I mean, mean the Craigster, back a few years when Vegas was in the Stanley Cup final previously. And the presentation. There is nothing like Las Vegas as far as the presentation goes in the NHL. It's absolutely absurd. Like... You've got dragons, you've got knights, you've got sword fights. What the fuck is this? Is it glorious? Is it ridiculous? Is it all of the above? I don't know, but I, it was a lot, but I also enjoyed it, but it was also a lot. They had the, uh, I think they were the Las Vegas drumline people like repelling from the ceiling. So that was something. That was something. Michael Buffer was there, which that. Well, they do that a lot. They well maybe not a lot but they did that I remember they, they that did that for amount. the first time they went to the Stanley Cup I know he was there for it but regardless Michael Buffer was there which no other team has Michael Buffer routinely showing up to say let's get ready to rumble like uh, glorious that's fantastic and then doing that weird wind up thing that they do yeah yeah it's like uh, it's I wonder how many teams have that now because I know the Hurricanes have that um, the Golden Knights have that. Um, I feel like there are more teams that also have a little like crank siren thing. I like the big drum. That's one thing I'll give the Flyers. I like the big drum. Why is it a drum? I don't get Why not? I don't know. It just doesn't seem to line up with the Flyers name, like the Flyers. And then they got a drum. Mm. No, you, it's a beat down. Broad Street beat down there. Yeah. I, you know, I'm into it. I'm into the drum. I like the drum. And I, I had pitched on Twitter doing the the Flyers doing the Philly version of what the Vegas Knights had done with the the pregame presentation with the like night fight and everything right where they just have two South Philly guys like have a drunken brawl over cheesesteak places I'm thinking like 
you do the Rocky five set where it's under the L, which the best thing about that fight in Rocky five is that it's under the L, which is a notorious, you know, if for Philadelphians, this is hilarious because Rocky's in South Philly for this, but the L is nowhere near South Philly. The L goes from center city to Northeast Philly. Unless we forget West Philly as well. So it, it geographically makes no sense. Right. But that movie is also horrible because it's Rocky fighting Tommy Gunn. And it's just not good. It's not good. Except for, I think, Rantlers is in that one. And that's always funny. But that's pretty much it. That, I mean, yeah. I I would like to see. I, I just feel like a, a drum for the Flyers is like too, uh, it's too generic. I feel like the Flyers need to do something more unique if they're going to do something like that. I mean, they're not going to have, like, Jets bomb the arena, even though I'm sure some fans would welcome that given <laughs> the state of the Flyers. I mean, they could. They won't. They could. Like, I guess they could. I guess, I guess they, they could. could, but that would be the last Flyers game ever. <laughs> Which wouldn't be the worst thing, maybe. Perhaps. Oh, sad. Sad. We're, and we're going to get more into this later, which is insane. But, okay, so you have the insane intro, which we all enjoy. And then at some point, I think it was Ryan Clark who had pointed out that this had occurred. And then there were more sightings of this. Lil John was in the building in one of the luxury suites or whatever. And that's not explicitly fly purpley content right there. But that's pretty it's good. Not, though. not fly purpley content. Yeah, yeah it's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, Lil John kind of peaked when Chappelle made fun of him with the yeah, yeah and all that. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's a little weird. I enjoy the weird. I'm into that. But then. Who's that sitting behind Lil John? Who is that? But the one, the only Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson in the ha- wow. house. It does not get more fly wow. than Owen Wilson. Mr. Wow. wow himself in the house. That was fantastic. Chef's kiss. I lost my shit. It was awesome. I wonder how many people tweeted just wow when they showed Owen Wilson. Because I, I feel like a lot of hockey Twitter was just like, oh, wow. Oh wow. oh, wow. It's it, amazing that all the films Owen Wilson has done, it's all just boils down to him saying, wow, that's pretty much it. Have you seen the video of the, I think, I feel like we've definitely talked about this before. The video of the, someone like edited the like Star Wars lightsaber battle. And like every time the lightsabers make contact, it's the wow sound effect. Of I've Owen seen Wilson. That. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really good. Yeah, that's great. a great one. And I mean, there's just a super cut. Oh, wow's that's out there. That's really good. It's he not does it so much. Good. He does it a lot. He, he does it so much that when Saturday Night Live did a parody of Wes Anderson films and they had Ed Norton be Owen Wilson in the, the parody trailer, he says, oh, wow. Oh, at wow. one point as part of his parody, you know, part of his uh, character of Owen Wilson there. Of course. So it, it's what he is known for. And I just can't help but do it anytime because, you know. It's easy to say the word wow a lot when you're talking about sports. It happens a shit ton. So it's much funnier when you say it in an Owen Wilson voice. And hence, I've been saying it for years at this point. Yeah. No, I mean, it's 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 his trademark at this point. And it is the only thing that would have made it better. Weirdly, it's become one of my trademarks. Yeah. The only thing that would have made it better is if he like came up to the like, you know, the, the, the camera and he was just like, oh, wow. On national TV. Yeah, I know. It did not look like he, he looked kind of incognito for this occasion. A little bit. Like Lil John was rocking the Golden Knights jersey and everything, well, and Owen Wilson was just wearing like a generic hat. I got to be honest. So I got to give Lil John a lot of credit because like he's been an OG Golden Knights fan since day one. Like he's been showing up to games all the time. 
Um, and he's crazy about them. So I'm into it. Yeah, he, I, th- that crowd was insane. They're nuts. Like the goal. I was talking to my dad about this the other day. Like you would never think that hockey would be big in the desert, like ever. But they are absolutely nuts about hockey in Las Vegas. It's crazy. Like they're legitimately wild about hockey. Um, and like they're building all the, like they have an AHL team out there. They have obviously the golden Knights and they have all these like practice ranks and like they're the golden Knights are building all these ranks for people to play like beer league and stuff. And it's just like, that's how you grow the game. Yes. Like the golden Knights are growing like Bill Foley, the older of the gold owner of the golden Knights. Like he is contributing so much to the growth of hockey in the desert. Like right now he's, they're doing unbelievable work out there. Snyder hockey is maybe the smartest thing that Ed Snyder ever did locally to help grow the game and build a fan base of uh, younger people. And I'm glad the Flyers are starting to dip a little bit back more into that with the street hockey arena that they opened up. Uh, it was, I think it was earlier this year and like, that was great. And more stuff like that. Like that's how you grow. The game is making it capable for people to play the game because it's, it's not like basketball where you really just need a ball to hoop, right? right? It's not football. You need a ball in just open space. Like you need a lot of equipment to play hockey, even street hockey. You need a net, you need a puck, you need a stick, and you probably need four. You probably need a minimum four or five other people, if not more. Yeah. So, I, I, all right. So uh, on the topic of like roller hockey, street hockey, we, uh, I saw this in the Slack chat. The other day, I believe Kelly posted this. I think she was going like roller skating or something. And everyone was talking in the chat about how roller skating is so much harder than ice skating. I think it's easier. You think roller skating is easier like with the four wheels? Yeah. I think it's not at all. I Wait, wait, wait. What be- kind of, wait, what kind of roller? Like, are you talking about like, like the four wheels, like, to, like in a line, like in line? No, no, that, I'm not. T- I call that blading. Okay. I would call that rollerblading. Right. So roller skating, yeah. yeah. I okay, that, yeah. I think roller skating is really, really hard, actually. Yeah. Whereas I think rollerblading is very similar to ice skating, and I, I'm pretty. I'm not gonna say I'm pretty good because, like, I'm sure I'd embarrass myself if I went out and <laughs> actually did it with anybody. But like, I'm serviceable at either of those. Serviceable. Like, serviceable like i can do it like you know i'm not good at stopping but i can You're do like it. marcus marietta like serviceable as a backup quarterback for the eagles like a, I'm, I'm a i'm a slow version of who was it the the, the rocket kid in the mighty ducks too uh was it luis mendoza I think oh it was. yeah yeah the one who couldn't stop like i'm the slow version of him okay all right yeah the, the when the fat wind skates it's not well, good at stopping. I still don't know how to sn- how to stop on ice. I, 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 I'm not. I have like a minor. I can kind of do it, but not really. I've never. I'm not good at yeah. it. Yeah. If I could, though, Steve, you're looking at the next great NHL player. Oh yeah, you're just your stopping ability away from being Gretzky. Yeah. I mean, you got to see it to believe it. That's true. You got to see it to believe it. <laughs> Sadly, we're never going to see yeah. it. Yeah. I guess not. <laughs> so, okay. We have the crazy intro. We got Owen Wilson. And then to really just bring it all home in this flight purpley package for this. We talked game, about him last week. 
We talked about him last week. I've mentioned him numerous times and blown out my voice numerous times on this podcast doing an impression of this man. It's John Taffer. John Taffer showed up for the third period and said, shut it down. <laughs> and then he Amazing. cranked the little, the little siren thing. Yeah, he cranked the siren thing. Yeah. Unbelievable. He said, shut it down and everything. Like, I, it's fantastic. Oh, man. Uh, it's like he, he knew we were watching. Father that night. It's like he, it's like the NHL knew or like, j- I'm telling you, just Gary listens. Yeah, either he listens or the Golden Knights listen. Like listen. maybe the Golden Knights. I said, know for a fact. Maybe I know for a fact there is a friend of the show in that office. Okay. Not going to mention the friend of the show, but there is a friend of the show well, right. in the NHL office. So you're right. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. And Gary Bettman probably, you know, is hurt. Gee whiz, what's that uh, fantastic podcast you're listening to? You know, and then listeners of the, of the show, show listeners of the show have no idea. Like they, there's no reason for them to think that it wouldn't be Gary Bettman, who is the friend of the podcast, who we know personally. Like what, what do they Bill know? Daly. Maybe Bill Daly's our informant. Yeah. <laughs> no, John Taffer showing up. I was like, this is fucking what a night. What a night, what a game, really good first game with one of the best saves I've ever seen in a stand. That was final. crazy. It was literally, it was literally the Braden Holtby save. It really was, which was done against Vegas, yeah, right? Yeah, in the Stanley Cup final. Wow. is that, I don't know if that's irony, but that's a really interesting coincidence. It's weird. And the funniest thing about it is it was Aiden Hill. <laughs> that's the funny thing. Like Aiden Hill, who yeah. you were dunking on like less than a month ago. I Listen. For good reason. All right. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. I was going to say, like, if at the beginning of the playoffs, if you said, if you, if someone told you like, hey, yeah, Aiden Hill's going to be the starter for Vegas the entire way, what would, you would probably be like, oh, okay. So Vegas is, is screwed. They're not going to, they're not going to win the Stanley Cup. And here they are up one, nothing in the Stanley Cup final. And like, he should not be a starting goalie in the Stanley Cup final. But he is. And he played really, really well. And he has been playing very, very well. But, like, I still... <laughs> I, I think I think the team in front of him is playing amazing. And if they have an off day, oh, boy. that I don't, I don't know. I just don't trust Aiden Hill. I mean, given their defensive depth, though, it's really tough to think of them having an off day. Yeah. Their defense is crazy. Like, well, you know all around. I have one thing to say about your takes here, Quakes. There you go. It's been a while. I don't think we've used that for a bit. Been a while. Oh, I've been too focused on... Well, last week I was exhausted, so I couldn't even think about doing such things. But I'm well-rested from walking back and forth between two homes all day. And I actually should be exhausted. I guess my adrenaline's up from doing that and trying to drill holes into my brickwork for... A mailbox. So it's been fun. Yeah, that sounds exhilarating. I'm really happy for you. Oh, yeah, man. Just nothing better. Let me tell you. At least the weather's nice. I'll take it. It's a beautiful day. Like, I'm like, I'll be honest with you. I'm kind of hoping we wrap this thing up a little early because, like, I want to go for a hot girl walk outside. Like, it's so nice. Well, I guess I'm just going to have to talk slower. Hurry the fuck up, Steve. God. Why? Damn it. Do that, Aiden. Hill okay, I've had it with this. On to, back to the goalie. show. Okay, I will hijack the show, Steve. I will, he really does need. I will hijack the show and I will that, talk folks? about orcas for the next hour. <laughs>
So, yeah, so that was an incredible fly purpley start, and Vegas taking that one nothing lead. Game two is tonight. You'll be hearing this probably on Tuesday. So game two will have already happened, so you'll know what happens. How do you feel about Florida bouncing back? There was some frustration at the end of the game, and your boy Matthew Kachuk had a pretty irresponsible thing he did there. He did a little tie domey where he had a teammate hold a guy and he started punching up on that guy. That's just fucked up. He did Nick Hague. He, I mean, everyone was just trying to hit Nick Hague. Like, it was kind of funny. Adam Burt 2023. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, Kachuk didn't have a... He didn't have the greatest game. And uh, he got a little... Things get a little chippy at the end. But, like, what else are you going to expect from Matthew Kuchuk? That's what he does. I guess. I guess. But, I mean, you know, you can't be doing that shit. I'm sorry. I, I never condone punching a man who's being held back in the NHL. That's just screwed up. No, yeah. I mean, you don't. You shouldn't. But, I don't know. I thought it was kind of funny. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's funny because nobody got hurt. But, like. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. It's just, like. It's just like it's just and it's, real shitty. It's not like you hit him like, hard. Fight either. somebody who wants to fight you. No, fight somebody who wants to fight you. Don't fight somebody who's being held. Well, that's the thing. I think I think he. I think they wanted to fight, but there was like so much chaos going on that. Well, like, then let him go. Yeah. Other who who was the guy holding him back? I'm not sure. Big bearded guy, Tormund Giants Bane was holding him back, and then was it Mark Stahl? I know Mark Stahl was in there. Might have been Mark Stahl. I know Sam Bennett was in there. But I think Sam Bennett was going at it with Jack Eichel. No, Jack Eichel was going at it. So, okay. So Bennett. Jack Eichel and Matthew Kachuk were kind of like, you know, grabbing onto each other for a bit. And then it, I think it was Mark Stahl who had. Yeah, a, I think it was Mark Stahl. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it's the Stahl boys. but They're no good. They're no good. Can't trust them. Very funny that Eric Stahl scored the first goal and it was shorthanded. It was funny. Kind of funny. It was funny. Yeah. <laughs> and their their favorite month. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> You're very right about that, Steve. Oh, man. What a bunch of babies. Oh, man. So, great game one. We'll see what game two brings. Hopefully, just exciting hockey all around. And, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Now, as far as Flyers news goes, we had a little bit of Flyers news drop this week, and we got to talk about it. The Philadelphia Flyers will be traveling up I-95 to North Jersey to play the loathsome New Jersey Devils in an outdoor game. Nobody knows why, but it's happening. It's going to be in East Rutherford, home of the NHL's, or not NHL's, the NFL's Giants and Jets. Home of and the NFL's New Jersey Giants and New Jersey Jets. It, they do not play in New York City. New York City! Yeah. And that is well known and must be remembered by all. But this is going to be a Saturday night game on February 17th. And the big question on my mind is, is this going to sell out? Because you've got Flyers fan apathy on one hand. And on the other hand, you have just the pitiful small size of the Devils fan base. That would be really funny if it didn't. But it will. I know. It will. It will pro- I mean, the, the outdoor games, even though they're they're played out to hell and back at this point because God forbid the NHL keep it to one a year. <laughs> See, that's the th- like, that's my thing, right? It's like, I love outdoor games, but there's just too many of them and they're not marketed properly. Like you have to they're pump- marketed hard. You have to pump up your outdoor games because that's one of the unique things that the NHL does, which is a small miracle that they've come up with a unique thing to do. But like, 
That's one of the unique things. They're an absolutely things. horrible, horrible league when it comes to promoting themselves. And they somehow have gotten worse with these outdoor games. Yeah. Well, they. I hope they one day go back to maybe to one, maybe two a year. But like, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, we'll see. It's just, they, it's played out to hell at this point. And they're doing two in the same stadium. Back to two back nights days. in a row, MetLife Stadium. So it's going to be Flyers Devils one day. And then it's going to be Rangers Islanders the next day. Ugh. Who wants to watch that? And like, I enjoy the outdoor games. I don't think I'm going to go to this one. I went to the one at the link. So this is going to be the fifth game for the Flyers outdoors. There was the Bruins Flyers game at Fenway Rangers Flyers at Citizens Bank Park Flyers Penguins at Heinz Field. It won't, I will never call it by the new name, by the way, it will still be it's always Heinz Field, Field, no matter yeah. what. Yeah. I mean, it's Pittsburgh. It's Heinz. It's hand in hand. You know, I don't even remember what the name of the, the new name is. It's some insurance bullshit. Who cares? Like a lions or some bullshit. And then, uh, the flyers penguins game at the link in 2019 being the only one of those games that they won, but it was the only one I attended. So they did it for me. That actually was almost a miserable, miserable game for me. Yeah. They almost lost because, and it rained, it rained all day. Like it was just like a cold rain and it started picking up in the third period and a lot of people left and we thought about leaving, but we decided we were toasty enough that we could just hang in there. And thankfully they won and had that iconic Giroux photo. Probably the photo oh, yeah. of Claude Giroux is that photo from that game. Well, there's, there are a few good, um, I don't know that like Heather Berry got a really good photo of Giroux that I she believe did, Broad Street but- Hockey's using as the, uh, uh, what's it called as the header photo on Twitter? Absolutely. But I, I think that photo from the outdoor game is the definitive Claude Giroux. Could be. There, there are but a lot of good ones, but, but name a definitive one. Like, name like the, the picture. Uh, no, I guess you're right. Yeah. It's iconic. Yeah, it's it iconic, man. Like it really is. And I'm just saying like that, that game was one of the only special oh, wait a ones. Minute. Steve, what do you, wait, what are we talking about? I know the definitive Claude Giroux photo. Walking boot? The walking boot. <laughs> oh, you, you know what? Yeah, I'm wrong. The when you're wrong, boot. you're wrong. And Randy J. Miller took the definitive Claude Giroux picture, and that would be Claude Giroux in a walking boot. We still haven't seen that boot to this day. But that Link game was a ton of fun, even though it was also kind of miserable at times. Yeah. Uh, it was an experience. Like, I couldn't really see the hockey that well from the upper deck, but... It was a hell of an experience. I would recommend people go if they haven't been before. That said, I sure as shit wouldn't want to deal with the Devils fans on their home turf, which actually this would be their home turf because it is North Jersey. And it's just, I don't know. I don't know. It, it might be fun. It might be terrible. But it's a weird time for both these franchises. I mean, the Devils are on the rise, so I kind of see the league wanting to feature them with Jack Hughes and everything. But the Flyers, like... I don't know what the hell you're looking. I mean, you've obviously got the regional rivalry and everything, but just like not a good time for the Flyers to be a featured team in a game like this. Yeah, no, no, it's not. It's a horrible time, actually. But I still think it'll sell out. I don't think that'll be a problem. Real, uh, real quick about Claude Giroux. The other day I was on YouTube and YouTube recommended to me for some reason a full replay of one of the Flyers and Penguins playoff games from 2012. And they showed, like, the shots from before the game of, like, the players in the locker room. And they showed a young Claude Giroux, like, tying his skates and, like, his hair is flying everywhere. And I was like, 
God, what a monster he was back then. He's still a monster, but back then, my God, he was something else. Oh, absolutely. And the thing about any game from that series is once you start watching it, you can't stop. No. Because it was such an insane series. And it's it's been difficult to watch this team not get back to that point because a lot of people thought this is just the start of something great. They're just going to keep going up from here. And they have never, ever had a fun series like that again. Like, even when they won a playoff series, the only time they've won a playoff series since then, the one over Montreal... That was a slog. That was just a terrible, terrible. Yeah, series. it wasn't it was fun at all. Like the fun, the most fun thing that happened was like when Nick Suzuki scored that like one, I think game winning goal or something. Like he like patted Carter Hart on the head, and then at the end of Game Six, when the Flyers like basically won, uh, who was it? Who was? I think the- it was Derek Grant. Derek Grant. Yeah, Derek Grant patted um, someone. I think he patted Nick Suzuki on the head. And then it started a whole little like melee, and it was really funny. A little scrum, but that's all I remember. Scrum. That's all I remember about that series. Yeah, it's not very memorable, man. It was it was not fun to watch at the time, and they really have not had any fun playoff series since that Penguin series, and it's a it's a shame, man. Well, they we all know they wasted Claude Giroux's career. You're wasting his time, but. Now we sit here miserable, and Claude can't catch a break because he got to Ottawa and he had a fun young team around him last season. And I was just reading right before we started the show today that Alex DeBrinket could be on the trade block. Oh my. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, Taking a trip around the league, as Craig would always say back in the the day. I I feel like we haven't said around the league in a while. And, and and also haven't said it's been a while. So let's get both those in there. And, uh, you know, pour one out or not pour one out but uh have a little drink to the craigster here but let's talk about the brinket on the block here and the fact that the ottawa senators are a team that really felt like they were ready to take a step in the right direction i mean they're about to get new ownership at some point we don't know if there will be a celebrity involved i think ryan reynolds is out of the running but snoop dogg's still in and that whole process is dragged out like way longer than anyone thought that's what gary does let me tell you Gary drags things out forever, like the Arizona Coyotes. But let's talk about the Brinkett. So, like, I I can understand why he might be hesitant to sign up long-term with the Ottawa Senators, because while they have a lot of great young pieces, I mean, Stutzla's fantastic. I love Stutzla. Yeah. Uh, we talk about the Kachuk boys every week on this podcast. Obviously... A lot of fun there. Claude Giroux played at a very high level last year. Chikrin. There's a lot of good pieces. Yeah, Chikrin. Uh, they really have done a lot. But I could still understand the hesitation to want to hang around for that and maybe not jump, you know, and maybe want to jump to a team that can compete uh, now rather than in a couple of years from now. Yeah. No, I mean, I kind of, I get that. I feel like, yeah, I, I just wonder. I wonder what it is that Debrinket is like why he's not playing well for Ottawa. Like either he just hates Ottawa or, or Steve. And this is something Flyers fans have known for so, so long. There is no leadership there in Ottawa. Like who's, who's the leader there? Not Claude Giroux. Yeah. Claude Giroux. Good old Claude Giroux. No C. Strip the C. Strip the C, 
terrible leader, not a captain. You see, that's something Ottawa has going right for them. They don't have the C on Claude Giroux. Maybe Debrinket senses that he could get it any day now and wants out. He doesn't want any part of that. No, I don't blame him. I would want to get out. I can't do this anymore. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what it is that Debrinket is what's keeping him out. Like, obviously, they have really good pieces. They have Giroux, who is a terrific leader. Um, they have the young weapons. They have that big pickup and Jacob Chikrin. Um, and they have more young players coming up. Um, so I don't know what it was. I don't know why it didn't work out. Maybe he just hates Canada. Um, but and also, it doesn't mean it's necessarily over just because they're they're looking at options. Right, I'm right. sure they could always resolve something. But at the moment, it's not looking great. Where uh, where do you think would be a good landing spot for old Brian Cat over there? I don't know. Um, I mean. Any Flyers fan saying the Flyers is that's not happening because the Flyers I feel like want to get um, I don't know I I feel like <laughs> they 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 know they can't really compete now they can't so compete now though it would make sense to get them now they would have to sign them to a long contract right yeah like yeah. Um, I don't know I could see maybe let me take a look around I can't really think straight right now I need to like see the visual. Of the teams in my in front of my face. That spring fever is getting to you. I, I'm telling you, I haven't like been like plugged in, plugged in for a while. But I don't know. I feel like maybe he could be interesting in like Seattle because they need some extra scoring depth. I like that. I'm into that because I feel like Seattle has such a ravenous fan base, and that's a team that's really ready. Like what you were saying with Ottawa, like a team that's on the rise. Like I feel like Seattle after this season. And given the weakness of the West in general, really could make a leap and jump up into the upper echelon of that conference. And also, we've seen them kind of like take players who were doing poorly on other teams and kind of revitalize their career in Seattle. Like we saw um, Eli Tolvanen do that. We saw uh, who's that guy in the Capitals who was uh, um, Alex Ovechkin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. Seattle Kraken, Alex Ovechkin. Um, I don't know why I'm forgetting his name. So I'm going to do a quick Google and I'm going to go over it. Don't say a word, Steve. Don't tell me. Don't say it. <laughs> I'm going to find it right here. It's right here. I'm two You're seconds You're going to find away. the guy from the Capitals who's now a Kraken. Oh, uh, boy. Oh, God. Where oh, is he? boy. Where is oh, he? Oh, boy. He's right here. Just give me a minute. Give me one. Any Daniel Sprong. Daniel Sprong. Sprung. Daniel Sprong turned out to be really good for them this year. Um, and then you look at Jared McCann, who, like, he wasn't really – I wouldn't say he was bad with Pittsburgh. He was actually quite good. No, that, I, like, I think they were actually not happy to have to give him up. Yeah, but they McCann's good. really afford him. Because like, didn't they trade him to Toronto, and then Toronto left him available for Seattle to pick? I believe – Because they knew Seattle was going to pick McCann. He never played a game with Toronto, so I can't remember how that whole situation. Yeah, I think that I think they just wanted to leave him exposed. Yeah, yeah. And I Pittsburgh guess so. just wanted to get an asset if they were going to lose him. I guess. Yeah, let's see. Yeah, I think you're right. I think he. Let me take a look here. Now, McCann was one that I really liked as a pickup for them. I I I always have been a fan of McCann, even when he was just torching the Flyers. I was very happy he left Pittsburgh. Yeah, he's good. And yes, you're right. He was traded to Toronto, and then they immediately took him from Toronto. 
Yeah, so, I mean, that was just a purposeful, like, okay, he's available, go get him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 40 goals. I mean, you've also got, like, you've got Tanev, who is just a fun player. Uh, Eberle was a great pickup for them. Yeah, Eberle's good. Um, and we still need to see Burakovsky with them. Like, he was hurt the whole year. Yeah. So they got some good pieces. And, like, that would be kind of cool. I don't know. I feel like Seattle could be an interesting spot for Alex to bring in. Or, or if we wanted to get real wild, we could see, like, I don't know, maybe Carolina going after him. Carolina would be cool. Uh, especially especially now that, like, Max Pacioretty's career is, like, very much, like, kind of, you know, his future is very much in question because of his injury, like, situation. So, like, imagine if they got Alex to bring it put him on the wing and kind of let him do his thing with uh, um, Sebastian Aho and um, Svechnikov and like some of the big players, some of the good players they have down there. So I think that'd be cool. Yeah. And that's a team that you always talk about being really good, but not having any stars, not really somebody to push the team over the top. So maybe Dabrinkit could be that guy for that team. Right. Yeah. And I feel like last year, there was also talk about Dabrinkit possibly going to the Kings. Um, wonder That'd if they be, could be an option. That's a spicy too. move right there, and the Kings are another team on the rise. Yeah, so I don't know. There are options. Like I won't be, and I think there are going to be a lot of teams. He's probably going to get a big haul, or may, maybe not a big haul, but like I think he'll get a pretty nice return, just because I feel like there's going to be competition in the negotiations to get him. Well, and the Senators are in a good position regardless here because they still have all those other pieces we mentioned before and could get a nice haul for it to bring it. So really they're I think it's a, a win-win for them because it's not like he's their main star. Like if Brady Kachuk was saying that he wanted out, if Tim Stutzla was saying he wanted out, like that would be a real problem for them. But to bring it like it was a nice pickup for them last year, but yeah. it's not the end of the world if they part ways with him. Right, yeah. No, it's not. And, like, I don't know. He didn't perform that well this past season. He's, like, his production from last season is replaceable. And if they I, – I mean, I don't think it'll be that difficult to find someone who can produce better than he did last year. So, um, yeah, I feel like it's a step in the right direction for both Debrinket and Ottawa to, like, kind of part ways. Oh, for sure. And then going over to – our division over to the Metropolitan, a couple of moves have happened in the Metro in the past week or so. So first off, Kyle Dubas, really, he he took that time off very seriously. He took a ton of time off after losing the Toronto job and immediately signed a long-term deal with the Pittsburgh Penguins. It's, I, of course it's Pittsburgh, right? Like, who else would it be? Of course. So the interesting thing here is he signed on for president of hockey ops, right? So he did, but given how it's June and the draft is coming and free agency is coming, um, he is going to also serve as the team's general manager through July. And then they're going to ramp up the process on finding a full-time general manager to work underneath him. It's like a reverse Keith Jones. Kind of, yeah, honestly. <laughs> the old reverse Jonesy. Yeah. But uh yeah, so that's what's going on there. And like it's just Kyle Dubas is renowned around the hockey league for his like hockey mind. He he's you know, everyone knows that he's big on analytics and play driving numbers and everything. And 
that's kind of, I mean, I don't know. I, I like the analytical side of things. So it's, I'm a little jealous that he's in Pittsburgh and not on the team I cover, but um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. He, he has an interesting project on his hands because like, it's not like he, like the penguins aren't exactly in the best cap situation right now. They have so much money allocated to these three aging stars, Malkin, Crosby, and Latang. And it's just like, it'll be interesting to see what he does to like kind of work around that and like bring in some more young talent onto the team while keeping Christopher the, the, Latang. Keeping the core intact. Yeah. Christopher Latang, Doc. Oh, Doc. Christopher Latang. He never cut his hair, Doc. He's like Samson. If he cut his hair, he'd die, Doc. Yeah. No, Kyle Dubas, man, that is frustrating. I didn't want to see that. But at the same time, like, I don't know. The Pens, as you said, the three aging stars, they're a problem because the fan base would revolt if they got rid of any of them because they're all legends there. Exactly. Yeah. But here's the thing, though. They're still good. Like, Latang is still very good. Crosby, obviously, is still one of the best in the NHL. I would, I, I think, I'd say he's like top 10 in the NHL still. He's at least top 15. Yeah. And then Malkin is still ridiculously good. So like they're all like, it wouldn't be a problem. It would only be a problem if they were all really bad, but like they're all still good. So that's what makes it kind of an interesting thing is like, does he just bring on a couple, you know, a few like supporting pieces for the next couple of years on like kind of short term contracts to like try and make one or two final pushes for a Stanley cup in Pittsburgh Pittsburgh before the three franchise cornerstones retire? Or does he say, nah, we need to get like younger, like now and prepare for life after those guys. I I feel like he's going to be in win now mode, but like, I don't know. It'll, it'll be cool to see what he does. Cool. I don't think it'll be cool at all. Interesting. (laughs) Interesting. It will be. It'll be interesting. It won't be cool. I'm not looking forward to it. I'm mad that they got a smart person. Like, I really liked when they got Ron Hextall and Brian Burke because I was just like, no, that's chaos right Right. there. They just got oil and water. (laughs) Yeah. No. Shocker that it didn't work out. (laughs) Real shocker. Who could have seen that coming? Like, in theory, what the Flyers are doing makes sense where you get a guy who's just a hockey guy and you get a guy who's more of a, a face of the franchise PR guy who can kind of also, you know, make nice with the alumni around the building. Like if the flyers had done something like that, where like Paul Holmgren handled like that stuff, whereas, well, not that Paul Holmgren's like the PR guy, but he's good with right. the alumni, obviously. And left Ron Hextall to just do hockey stuff. Ron Hextall still would not have signed a competent NHL player, but so never mind disregard that but in theory this should work where you've got one guy focusing on one thing one guy focusing on the other and they should be very good at you know their respective roles but yeah i i just don't like pittsburgh getting a smart guy you know i i it's gonna be tough i don't think that team is going to win another cup with crosby malkin and Latang, but i also could be very wrong and kyle dubas is one guy that could make that uh Way too interesting. Look at the bright side. It could have been Dr. T. Still could be. Could be. Oh, yeah, I guess it could. Although Duba said that he wanted to get someone who has like a bit of a different mindset than him. And I feel mm. like he and Telski would be like BFFs because I feel like they would agree on right. many things. So you should bring Paul Holmgren in. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> that, oh, was a, that was an actual oh, wow. 
It's it would never bring Paul. Holmgren. No, he would also, never do. Paul that. Holmgren is senior advisor, baby. Once you get that role, you don't stop. No, baby, no way. That is that's a role for life, right there. Till the advisor. wheels fall off. Till the wheels fall off. Then the other bit of news in the division: the Columbus Blue Jackets have a new coach, and I was legitimately shocked when I saw who it was. I could not believe that they went this way. You would think Columbus, a team that is getting a high draft pick. What are they? The the number three pick in the draft this year? Yes, they're number three. They have the number three pick. They just brought in Johnny Gaudreau last year. You'd think maybe they want to go with like a, a, a new voice, a young voice. They went the complete fucking opposite way. They brought in Mike Babcock. Oh, baby. Johnny Gaudreau is going to hate it. We might still get Johnny because Johnny might demand a trade to get away from Mike Babcock. Okay. So, all right. So here are my thoughts on this. So Mike Babcock, like it's well documented that he's like not a great person, like at all. We, we've heard the reports of what he did to Johan Franzen, um, Mike Medano, um, Mitch Marner, and it's just, it's not, it's not a good look for him. And like, he's been out of the league for a few years, not because he's a bad person, but because like he was underperforming in Toronto, got fired and his, he had a few years left on his contract. So he was just breaking in the money. But now, and he said on a radio show a couple of years ago, like, yeah, I'm going to retire at 60 years old. That's, I always said I was going to do that. And I'm 59 now, so I might as well retire now. And of course, I'll be honest. I'm I'm actually shocked that he's not older, that he wasn't older than 60. He looks at that like point. 70. That's a rough face, man. It's that a is really like, rough face. He sees some shit. I know, but of course now he is 60 years old and he's coming back. So um, he, now here's my thing: Has he learned from the from being dragged in the mud? Like he has been. He hasn't. Maybe. Oh, well, do we, we don't know that, but like I'm, maybe I'm, he, maybe he, maybe he comes back. Breaks. Maybe he comes back and he like, per, and he's just, he has a bit of a different understanding of like how to interact with players in today's NHL. It's possible. Hockey that could happen. men never learn. It's possible that could happen, but it's also possible. It could go very, very poorly. Now, let me say this. When the Flyers, possible I could win the lottery this week. When the Flyers hired John Tortorella, Everyone knew John, he and Travis Konechny were going to Travis Konechny was going to ask for a trade. It was going to be, he was going to call out Travis Konechny in the media and this, that, and the other, it was going to go horribly. And what happened? Travis Konechny is like his favorite player on the flyers. Like one of his, well, actually I feel like Noah Cates might be his favorite player, but like he loves Travis Konechny and no one saw that coming. Everyone thought it was going to be the exact opposite. Maybe just maybe the same thing could happen with Mike Babcock and it's hard to say that without laughing, but like maybe Mike Babcock and Johnny Goudreau could, you know, come to an understanding. What I think yeah, will but be interesting. Here's the thing, Quakes. Here's the thing. All the stuff you just said happened to Kevin Hayes. Right. Yes. But like I'm saying. It just didn't happen to the player you'd think it was going to happen to, but it still happened. Right. But what I'm saying, like not every player, he's not going to like every player on the Blue Jackets. That's with any coach. Like, no matter what coach comes in, whenever there's a new coach, there are going to be players he does not like. Um, so I'm 
almost 1 million percent sure that like there are going to be multiple players on the Blue Jackets who end up hating him and um, probably Patrick Line. I was about to say I I'm curious to see what happens with Line and Babcock. That will be something. By the way, have you ever so I just googled the Blue Jackets roster just to see a couple of the names on there. Have you ever seen the default picture for Elvis Marsleekens? So, I think I have. So just just Google on your phone right now, Blue Jackets roster. And you got to see this photo for Merzlikens. Like, it looks like a real, like, like model glamour shot. It even looks like it might have been AI generated. It looks ridiculous. Elvis Merzlikens. No, no. I want you to Google Blue Jackets roster. Oh, oh, oh. So not, not on, like, the team page? Yeah. It's what comes up on Google. Okay. Columbus Blue Jackets roster. I hope it... That's annoying. The little, like, scrolling thing at the top isn't showing up. I'll right, do it. I'm just going to text this to you. No, no, no. It's okay. I'll do it. Here we go. All right. Blue Jackets roster. Blue Jackets roster. Okay. Oh. Oh. Right? <laughs> what is this? Isn't that a weird photo? The funniest thing is, like, you can never see the photo. Like, if I go to Elvis Merzlikens and then I look at images, I will never find that photo. So I wonder... That's why I wanted you to do the exact path I told you about. Yeah. Oh, that's so weird. Because, like, it, it, the weirdest three photos at the top here. You've got Johnny Gaudreau looking like a 12-year-old boy. And then you've got Patrick Laine looking like he's about to hold Nakatomi Plaza hostage. And then Elvis Merzlikens looking like he's got a glamour shot for... I don't know, a model reality show. I can't believe he's 29. For some reason, I thought he was significantly younger. Elvis Merzlikens is 29? Yeah. I assumed he was 23. I know. He's 29 years old. 29? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I did not Weird. expect that. I did not know he was that that old. Huh. Well, I was just full of surprises today. Yeah. Look at that. Latvia. He must be happy. He must be. I guess so. Wow. So, and also surprising, I thought this would take maybe right around an hour, maybe a little over an hour. We're well under an hour, and uh, I got nothing to talk about. What about you, Quakes? Uh, actually, I do have a quick thing. Oh, wow. What is your favorite, what is the best fruit? Oh, this is a bad question for me because I do not eat have fruit. weird allergies with fruit. And I don't oh. eat a lot of fruit. So, okay, but let me let me think about this. Let me think. Because when I was a child, it was bananas. I was a huge banana fan. Okay. And then I found out in college, by, find it, by found out, I mean, I was eating a banana one day and it itched going down my throat. And I said, I think I'm allergic to this. <laughs> did did you have to like go to the doctor or something or did it No, it's like a very mild allergy. Oh, okay. It's um it's I it's not so much the banana itself. It's like there's a pollen that coats certain oh, certain fruits. So like bananas, avocados, things like that. Right. It's either pollen or just like a histamine count thing. So like I have a very mild allergy to certain fruits and I also have some weird texture issues, so I don't tend to eat a lot of fruits. Uh, what's my favorite fruit? Maybe, maybe a watermelon. I don't even like that that much. Uh, I like, I like all the flavors of certain fruits. Like I really, 
you know what? Uh, let's go with let's go blueberry. No, strawberry. Strawberry. Uh, that, My okay. final answer. I can get down with that. Yeah. Strawberry. I actually have a top five rankings of my top five fruits. And they okay. are five is the strawberry. Four is the orange. Three, orange, pi- you know, three orange, pineapple. Right? Two. Okay. I don't care for pineapple, but I respect it. I do love some pineapple. I got to say two you eat on pizza two, not on pizza, but I like pineapple. Good. Okay, two, fine. I, th- th- take, I can respect from you on pizza and pineapple there. <laughs> Two, Granny Smith apple, specifically the Granny Smith, because it's the best of all apples. Okay. And number one, the banana. It's the ultimate on-the-go snack or breakfast or whatever you want it to be. All you have it's to do very is, filling. All I you have to do is grab bananas. it. You, you grab it. There's zero mess, easy to dispose of, and it fills you up for a bit. It's flawless. You know what's shockingly good is a banana pudding. I don't know if I really ever have that. So, okay. I would rather just have a One banana. One of the times, well, listen, listen, hear me out here. It's not something I really think about, but it's more of a Southern thing, I believe, a banana pudding. Uh, but Mike's Barbecue over on 11th Street, okay? One of my favorite places in the city. Mike's Barbecue does a phenomenal banana pudding with uh, with vanilla wafers. It's like, it sounds so stupid, and it's, it's so good. And they have this like fresh caramel they make for it. It is fantastic. Interesting. You got to try it one time when you come up. We'll do the whole Mike's experience. You get a brisket cheesesteak with some Cooper Sharp and you can get a banana pudding. Weird combo, but okay. It, it, it's more of a, you know, again, I think it's more of a, a Southern dessert. Yeah. And Mike's, Mike's tends to take a, more of a, a Southern approach to barbecue and everything but a hybrid with philadelphia style foods and uh i love mike's very much they always do the craziest thursday specials and if i die tomorrow it'll probably be because of all the mike's barbecue i've consumed that's i mean that's a noble way to die i think so i i think it is a very noble way to die let me yeah. tell you <laughs> big time plug for mics ended up in here no i think the banana is the number one choice for a reason because like it is a very good on the go fruit uh it's very filling and i wish i could eat them still i can eat the i can eat it like cooked but i can't eat a straight up banana right i mean that's one of my favorite foods is like a straight up banana they're so good like i used to eat them all the time also, before we get going, I, I know you typically ask for my uh, shameless plug or whatever before, like after we start wrapping it up. But I want to say now, um, if you are still listening to this episode, which I'm sure you are, um, I am now doing a Monday mailbag series for the Hockey News. Once a week on Monday morning, I put out a mailbag um, where I answer questions, anything. I don't care what it is. It could be Flyers related. It could be just hockey related, just a hockey question in general, or it can relationship be advice could be related, <laughs> could be relationship advice. It could be what my favorite land animal is. I don't care what it is. Send me your question. I will. I promise you, I will include it. I will. You're try secretly to include hoping everybody. most of the questions are about the land animals. I am not even secretly hoping that Steve, I'm very outwardly hoping that people ask what that is. Mail that's time, what mail I want. Time, mail time, mail time. That's what needs to be talked about. So, yes, um, I am doing that mailbag. So, 
send me your questions and uh, I'll be sure to include it. Excellent. Okay. Yeah. Send questions over to Quigs. We'll also do, we'll do a, a good old fashioned flight mailbag at some point over the summer when we have absolutely nothing to talk about. And uh, believe me, there will be many times for that. Okay. Uh, but yes, we are going to still, we tried to drag it out, but it looks like we're still going to wrap up this one a little bit early, but that's okay because it's the playoffs. There's only two teams left playing and we're not quite at draft time yet. Real limbo position, but here we are. And you know what? We had a good time. We had a lot of fun. You know what else? A lot of fun. Clear rum. Okay. Clear rum has a special right now with BSH for the entire month of June. Oh, wow. You buy something from clear and use our code BSH2023 BSH2023 at checkout. You get 10% off and we get a portion of the proceeds. Not me specifically because the podcast deals different from the writing deal. Don't ask, but it's a, uh, the site needs the support, help support the site and help get yourself some delicious rum products. Wow. Clear rum w- was the sponsor at our uh, BSH is back tailgate back in April and I tried everything and everything was great. And I, I, man, I, I can't recommend it highly enough. So go check it out. Use the code BSH 2023 and hell yeah. All right, folks, we're going to wrap <laughs> it up. Quigs, where can people find you on the unfortunate best place to reach us? Twitter.com.org.edu.musk.blech. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Ryan Quiggs with a Z. You can find my work at the hockey news and every once in a while you'll find my stuff on broad street hockey. And I have some really fun content planned for broad street hockey during the regular season, which I know is many, many moons away, but that is something to keep an eye out for. My God, the regular season feels like it's so far from now. (laughs) Actually, preseason. I mean, preseason. But that also feels very far. That even feels very far. I mean, the Eagles are going to start playing at some point before Go Birds. Go Birds. I can't even think about... I've got, like, I've got a trip planned before that. Like, a lot. I'm going to have a dog by then. Like, there's a lot going on. Well, look at you. Busy, busy man. I'm a... I do. I am a busy man. I went back and forth from new house to old house, like, three times today. Well, I'm proud of you. And we're all proud of you. Thanks. Thanks, Dad. (laughs) You're welcome, son. (laughs) That's that's creepy and weird, and we're never going to do that again. Yeah, that was weird. You can find him at at Ryan Quiggs. You can find me at Flyperbole or at Esteban. If it's for hockey purposes, make it Flyperbole. Also on TikTok. Also on Instagram. Follow us there. Follow BSH Radio. Follow Broad Street Hockey. That's it. That's it. That's all there is. Until text Until text time. Text time. It's always text time when you answer your text like a responsible person. Until next time, folks, in the words of the great Gene Hart, good night and good hockey. I think that was Bon Jovi. Eh, whatever.